This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 122 with Melissa Fox Lehman. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 122. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Aptive. Aptiv is an app that brings your workouts right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated, on-demand audio fitness experience. Melissa Fox Lehman is the CEO and co-founder of Pogo Rides. For the last 15 years, she's been helping Fortune 50 companies and nonprofits develop strategy and roll out global programs. She loves developing actionable strategy and seeing those strategies brought to life. When she became a mom, she knew she wanted to focus her energies on building something to make life easier for busy parents. This was the genesis for Pogo. Melissa and her team are committed to helping families find safe and flexible transportation for school-aged children. As a mother of two, she understands the logistical challenges faced by busy parents of busy kids and believes in the power of communities to help each other live fuller and less stressful lives. Safety, community, and ease are the core tenets of Pogo Rides. I wanted to have Melissa on the show to talk about how her view of work has changed since having children. She also very consciously chose to shift directions and build a business that could support other families, which I love. Her professional mission has evolved right alongside her path in motherhood. And I think that happens a lot. As we get into motherhood, we feel some of our career aspirations shift a little, and we want to impact the world in a little bit of a different way than we did before we had kids. And I think Melissa is such a great example of that. 
Tune in to hear Melissa share the power of sharing in your community, why it's okay to outsource some of your duties, why asking for support helps you and your community, how we can create a lot more win-win opportunities among our neighbors, and how to revolutionize your carpool network. Let's go ahead and dive in with Melissa Fox Lehman. Melissa Fox Lehman, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm delighted to be here. I'm excited. This is going to be a fun conversation. You have done some amazing things with building your passion and evolving your professional life since motherhood. So I'm excited to dive into all that. Yes, it's been a very busy few years. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And you just were mentioning in our pre-interview that your children are five and two which that is like not a super mellow, easygoing age range to be living in. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. I have two boys, two very, very active boys too. So Sarah, I know, you know, my coworker, Julia, she's got two girls and we often laugh because my (laughs) boys are like literally like running from couch to chair, jumping between the two, you know, for most of the hours that they're awake. So (laughs) yeah, it's a really busy, busy time, but I think comparably my time working on Pogo is actually pretty relaxed. So um, it sets the bar pretty high. (laughs) Isn't it funny how I totally agree that like now after a weekend, I'm like, can it please just be Monday? (laughs) totally the opposite of before having children. (laughs) Totally. I get to drink my coffee and work on my computer. Right. Yeah. I actually started Pogo when I was five months pregnant. So I've kind of only known doing this startup thing with kids. Okay. And yeah, it actually, I feel like the energy level of both is pretty similar. So having kids is a good preparation for having a startup in some ways. (laughs) Totally. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about the dynamics of your personal and professional life beyond your bio and what you're most involved in right now. Sure, absolutely. So my life is pretty much my startup pogo rides and my kids and my family. So you know, as you know, when you have kids, it's a great focusing process, I feel like, because all of a sudden your time has this weight to it that I feel like it didn't before I had kids. Totally. You know, it just, the bar for what I get involved in is pretty high. So we do a lot of things as a family and the rest of the time I'm typically working on Pogo or, you know, getting to spend some time with friends and family, but I cut back on a lot of the other things I was involved in before I had kids just as an effort to kind of maximize the amount of time I get to spend with them. Yeah. And that can be a hard thing to do, but I think that's so essential. It is. I think every family has those things that feel really critical for them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the mornings are a really precious time. The hour and a half or so we have in the morning when they get up before school starts and the day gets going. And then in the evening time, you know, they're, they're still pretty little. So they're going to bed at 730 or eight. So I'm pretty religious about leaving work at five, which is pretty early for a lot of people, but especially in startup land. (laughs) But you know, then I plug back in after they're asleep. So it works out. But that's been a pretty conscious choice too. kind of call the day at a reasonable hour so that I have those evening hours with them. And then when they're asleep, it's back to the computer. So how has motherhood caused you to evolve professionally? I know you have an exciting and somewhat rigorous professional past. I used to work a lot. I mean, I guess a lot of definitions and you have your own startup too, Sarah, so you can I'm sure relate. But I've always really liked work, so I worked as a management consultant for many years and in the nonprofit space and always really enjoyed what I was doing, which I feel fortunate to be able to say, and that usually I never had sort of a standard nine to five job, so work used to creep into almost all of my evenings and a lot of my weekend time, but 
once I had kids, I just had to be more diligent carving out those working hours. So I think that's probably the biggest difference is I have a little clearer delineation between family time and work time. And it used to kind of bleed together a little bit more. So one of the things we talk about a lot in the Shameless Mom Academy is that every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to other things. And every time you say no to something, that opens the door for a lot of other yeses. And I think that what you've just mentioned is a great example of that. That like when you say no to working from 5 to 8 p.m., you have that family time that you can say yes to, and then you can go back to the work later on. And so like being really conscious of your yeses and your nos, but it really sounds like you are, I think is so important and really crucial when you talk about the weight of time and it is like the most precious commodity. I think that being conscious of your yeses and your nos is really, really significant. And it sounds like you've been doing that as you've evolved professionally and as motherhood has become a bigger part of the picture and more significant part of your life, you've been able to maintain success professionally because of those, that consciousness of time and consciousness of how you say yes and how you say no to things. I love that you talk about that, Sarah. Yes. I mean, I think choice is huge and we often forget that we have a choice in terms of the things that we're doing. And there is so much pressure on parents, but you know, women in particular, I feel like working outside the home or inside the home, there is so much pressure to be involved in so many things and to fill our days so fully. And there's so many options that we have. There are so many things that we could be involved in. And there's certainly things that I would love to be doing. I mean, things I used to do before I had kids, I used to take ceramic classes and go to brunch and (laughs) you actually had hobbies. (laughs) I actually had hobbies. I don't have any of those anymore. So, you know, I think that realizing that every part of life is a stage and we see that with our kids so much, right? It's like just when you think you've got something nailed, they change and the routine changes. And so just being open to like, okay, well right now my life looks like this because I've made certain choices, but that's not going to be forever. And they, you know, and so, yeah, I suppose just recognizing that while you give some things up at certain stages and you make those choices that it's not forever is sort of how I justify it for myself. That's such a great point. When my son was born, I've talked about on the podcast multiple times, like after he was born and he was a few months old, I kept just waiting for life to quote unquote, go back to normal. And I was like, when is it just (laughs) going to be normal again? And it was this huge morning. Like I really grieved that whole first year. Like when I was like, wait, it's not going back to normal. And then I think that I kept thinking like, okay, I'll establish new normal and like get that dialed in and then we'll be good. And one of my girlfriends finally was like, so just so you know, it never, she's like, everything is just a phase. So like, if this sucks Mm -hmm. right now, that's great because it's going to get better. And when it's really awesome and you think you like totally have it nailed, it's going to completely fall apart again. Like, so everything (laughs) is temporary. And that was like devastating to me because I thought, oh my gosh, that means I never can master it. Like I never get an A plus and I get, and then can get extra credit. It's just constantly like remastering this puzzle. But that's the beauty of that is that you're constantly like, then you're growing and evolving with your kids and you get to see them do that. And I think that, I mean, as my child had started hitting milestones and stuff, I started to see the beauty and all that. And it became less scary and terrifying to me for sure. But I think that that's so significant to recognize that like everything is a phase. And so I don't believe in like long-term hustle and I don't love the word hustle, but I do think that we can look at things like that. This is a season. And so for right now, you know, when you are deciding to make a career change, when you're deciding to shift to focus professionally, then you can look at it like for right now, for this few months or this whatever period of time, this is what we're going to do for our family. And that's going to mean some sacrifices in different areas, but this is what we're going to do right now. And I think that that can be super beneficial and very helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. And a really empowering way to look at it. Yeah. I had the same sort of 
crises. I would call it a crisis when I had my first, <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness, we weren't sleeping. And the not sleeping was so, so much harder than I thought the not sleeping was yes. going to be so um, hard, so hard. You know, that was one thing I have always worked quite a bit in my professional career, but I always slept really well. Like I always slept about nine hours a night. And so, yeah, that shift I think is really hard to overestimate in terms of what that means to go from controlling your whole days and sleeping well and eating when you want to eat to having kids. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 50 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer endocrine system disruption and liver toxicity which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special unique and important in terms of how they are able to filter water they also have water purifiers to fit every type of home so like the installation free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options they even have wi-fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options so I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS. S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S. AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. you have to give up a lot of control. So different. <laughs> so you decided to build, yeah. when you left your past life in kind of corporate CEO world, 
you decided that you wanted to be conscious of building a business around a glaring need that you saw among parents. And you also wanted to, you were really very specific about building a company that involved the demands of your life as a mom. So talk a little bit about where you see parents struggling the most and your passion to alleviate some of that struggle. Sure. So, you know, my past life, I worked, the last thing I did before founding Pogo was I worked as a management consultant here locally in Seattle. We were based, but what we helped with was rolling out global programs for our clients. So the last project that I did was for a big tech company here and we rolled out an incentive program and I was in charge of the international rollout. So I did I went to about 22 different countries. It was really exciting. Got to meet with their local teams and in the process saw lots of different ways that families are raising their kids Mm -hmm. and with different kinds of support structures. In some places, that means that help is less expensive to be able to hire. In some places, you see families that live a lot more communally and just naturally that their societies are structured so that they're able to live more communally and assist in childcare in ways that we don't do that typically here in the U.S. So when I became a mom, I just was struck by how it can be kind of a lonely endeavor in that, um, you know, a lot of what we see from our friends and the interaction we have isn't like the kind of tactical help that comes with like, wow, why don't I make dinner two nights a week and you make dinner two nights a week? And like, <laughs> exactly. Why doesn't that happen? That's brilliant. <laughs> so, you know, talk to some, some friends who feel similarly and just realize maybe there is this opportunity to harness the communities that we have, the richness of community that we have to help each other a little bit more in this incredible job of parenting. So yeah, I just felt this real calling to build something that would help busy parents and to take some of the learnings that I had had from traveling and see if there wasn't an alternate way to kind of construct things here. So started to talk to parents about their biggest challenges because, you know, our kids are young. And so I knew what my challenges were with young kids, but talking to my friends who had older kids, it was just like, you think your life is busy now, wait until they have lives and they have soccer and violin and tutoring and all of the driving that comes along with it. So that was really the genesis of Poco was like, wow, we're all doing all of this driving, crisscrossing all around town and parents telling stories of, you know, driving 45 minutes, arriving at the soccer field and seeing their neighbor who's like two blocks over, you know, and just realizing that there was this opportunity to help each other if only we could help kind of surface some of those connections. I love that. I love so many things you just said about that idea of communal living and taking advantage of those opportunities to make each other's lives easier. We actually, the last two years have vacationed with four other families. And what has been so amazing, we all like come home and we're like, first of all, sister wives is totally where it's at. And (laughs) secondly, why don't we all live on a commune? Because it alleviates so much stress and creates so much joy when you have other people right there. And you're like, okay, every family has a different night to make dinner this week. And so then like all the other nights, you don't have to make dinner. You have your one night a week. And then the other thing that we had come up when we traveled, the first time we all traveled as a group is we all got, we were in Mexico and all of us got the flu. And it kind of cycled through our group of 10 adults and eight children. And 
as it was cycling through, it was literally like every morning we woke up and we were like, okay, like who's throwing up today and who's not? And the non, <laughs> what's horrible is like, we all were like, we can't believe this is happening on vacation, but it was also like the best way ever to be sick because someone else watched your kids yeah. and you got to just lay in bed and be sick. When you're sick in real life, you don't get to do that. You're like throwing up and hoping that you don't have to like go change a diaper while you're in the middle of barfing. And yes. so we were like, this is amazing. This is like the best flu ever. <laughs> <laughs> so I think by the end of the trip, we were just laughing about like the whole sister wives concept because we felt like every day you just woke up and you relied on whoever was able-bodied that day. I um, love that. Sarah. But, and I awesome. think that that's what you're also looking at with Pogo. So tell us a little bit about how Pogo works and the needs of families that you're trying to meet with that. Sure. So that's a fantastic story, by the way. It's absolutely true. I, I think about all of these use cases where my sister wife community would be helpful and I haven't <laughs> thought of the sick one. So that's a good one. That's it's, really it's a, important. It's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. So yes, the way that Pogo works, so what it is, it's a ride sharing app. It's a mobile app for parents. And at the core, it helps with all of the different scenarios that parents have around rides. So we started with helping people that are already sharing rides with each other. So it's kind of, you look at these tiers or circles of trust rather, and you've got your friends and your family and the people that you know you share with already. And everyone has a list of two or three people that they typically rely on if they get in a bind or that they happen to have some overlap in schedule with. And parents are carpooling. And that's been happening, you know, since we were kids carpool. But the app makes it easier to schedule and figure out who's going to drive and which kids are in which ride and all of the kind of logistical pieces of it. But then the community piece is making smart connections between parents. And so letting kind of surfacing parents that are going to the same place around the same time and might be able to help each other. And layering on because you know as we were talking a little bit Sarah in the pre-show you know trust is so critical in this kind of business and so how do you build trust between people that aren't in that inner circle well there we've partnered with schools and some soccer teams and summer camps and places where parents have a degree of trust in other parents because they share this group and kind of exposing some of the social connection that is between parents so you know professionals have benefited for a long time from LinkedIn and seeing you know who their connections know. Well, in a similar way with Pogo, we're trying to expose who your friend parents know. So maybe you know your first degree of connections can't help you with that ride to soccer practice on Thursday, but a second degree could, and and you're able to reach out to the mutual friend and get some kind of trust and comfort that comes with um, knowing the same people. Right. I love that. And last week or the week before, I met with Julia, one of your colleagues at Pogo, and we met. We were having dinner and drinks together. And she was kind of just explaining to me how it works. And we were talking about mom life and business life and all this stuff. So she's telling me this and I'm like, that sounds really interesting. But like, how do you know that you know these people or how do you know you're connected? And so she opens up the app and she starts showing me and she's like, look, this is like my kid's first grade class. And all these pictures start popping up of like all the parents she's connected to in the room. And then she's like, so any of them, if they're going over to soccer practice on this day, like I can just go into the app and see like who's available to drive from point A to point B. And there's pictures of all these people. And I know that I know them because we're connected through certain communities. And so for her, the example she was showing me was like through her child's class at school. And then also through, I think it was a soccer team. But I was like, oh, that establishes trust. That's very different. Because I said, is it kind of like Uber for kids? And she's like, well, maybe a little bit, but not really. Because 
I, as a mother of a four and a half year old, I'm like, I wouldn't put my kid in an Uber. (laughs) But she was like, so yeah, she's like, I mean, they're getting rides from other people, but it's not like completely random people like actually it would be if it was Uber. She's like, you do have this degree of relationship or trust, even if it's someone you don't know directly. And there's that level of connection for sure. But there's also a level of accountability for the person who will be taking care of your child. Like if something goes wrong, that's all on them. And they are a known face in this community. So I quickly was able to see that, oh my gosh, this is such a brilliant way to rely on each other to share resources among each other. And for people who want to be helpful, like there's no one I want to help more than my circle of mom friends when they are in a pinch, because we all get it how desperate that can feel. And I love that that's like exactly what Pogo is able to manage and capitalize on. Thank you. You summarized it really, really brilliantly, Sarah. That's exactly what we're trying to do is build that accountability. And you do know when another mom has their child in the car, you know, that there's that extra element of safety that, you know, we do some other safety things like we're building in identity checks and some background checking. And as we grow, just recognizing as we grow outside of these pilot communities that we started in, we want people to know that there are some things we can do with technology to do some external checks as well as the yeah. social accountability. But it's interesting because you actually hit on something there that we talk a lot about at Pogo, which is an interesting societal sort of norm that we have to get over, which is this idea that I can do it all myself, you know, this idea that I've got it. I don't need any help. I can, you know, leave the house at seven in the morning and get home at 10 o'clock at night and feed my kids dinner in the car. And I mean, I'm talking to women that literally are gone all day long, taking their kids all around and they're incredible parents and making incredible sacrifices for their kids. And there's a real reluctance to say, yeah, I'm going to pull this piece of the puzzle out and ask somebody else for help. So that's a lot of what we're trying to kind of establish as a new norm around. I need help sometimes, you know, sometimes I have more time than you have, or you have more time than I have. And that, that we can really, if we all are a little bit more vulnerable and open up about where we could use the help, we all gain some time back and a little bit more sanity. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive is an app that brings your workouts right into your earbuds by syncing the motivational guidance of a personal trainer with the perfect playlist to bring you an elevated on-demand audio fitness experience. Oh, yes, I so agree with that. And I talk a lot about mommy martyrdom, where that idea of doing it all and wearing that badge makes people feel really important. And we did a whole episode on busy badges as well, where it's like, well, everything's just so crazy and it's just so busy. And like, we kind of enjoy being able to say that. It's like an ego boost when someone asks you how you're doing to be like, well, I'm just so busy and everything's so crazy and the kids have all their things and blah, blah, blah. And in reality, like you're kind of just inflating your ego for like for your own benefit. Like no one really cares how busy you are, which sounds harsh, but it's true. Like, do you care how busy your neighbor is? Not really. So We're saying these things to make ourselves sound really important and to make it seem like we're doing it all and we have it all and we can manage it all. And in reality, we could be doing a lot less and have a lot more peace and have a lot more calm. Like it benefits everyone because you're not living in chaos and stress, which there's a huge trickle down effect to how that impacts your relationships within your family, how it impacts your children's stress, how it models to your children that like we work together with people in our community versus like being this isolated unit where mom has to do everything to hold the family together. And she's always stressed out. And then as a result, she's maybe isn't the nicest wife and maybe isn't the nicest mom. Like, 
all these things. And so we can find these ways to bring peace into our life, which can be so beneficial. So that actually, like if someone else took your kid to soccer, maybe you would be able to make a little dinner and sit down and have a peaceful dinner with your family rather than having chaos from the time you do the soccer transportation through bedtime. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep (laughs) as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. That's right. I mean, I think that the pieces that parents want to carve out of their life are so reasonable. Like you said, it's like, I like to be able to make dinner, have a glass of wine in a relaxed way and have my child safely get home. You know, that should be a very achievable thing that we can deliver for at least a few nights of the week. Right. Because that's the thing, you know, I live near Greenlake here in Seattle and 
every weekend I see these, you know, three to 400 cars fill up the parking lot, um, <laughs> the, the soccer field. And I live oh, right near you. And it's, you? <laughs> it's like, there's like a massive invasion, especially <laughs> soccer. Like, is it like three fields down there? It's that, phenomenal, isn't and, it? There are, I mean, literally. Yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing. So one of the things, Melissa, that I think is really significant and potentially impactful about using Pogo and the idea of just community sharing of resources is that moms can also use these kinds of things for self-care. So the idea that maybe your child is able to ride share with another family to an after-school activity and you could go get in your workout or do some sort of self-care in there that actually is really helpful to you. And I know like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners know that in the morning, my son gets up in the morning and I'm working out and he has quiet time during that time. So there's this very designated time where like, this is when mom works out and you don't get to be a part of that. And I think that the same thing could be with an after school activity that like after school, this is when our family does like our self care stuff. And so for the child, that might be like, you're going to soccer and mom's going to go to the gym. And again, like you said, it doesn't need to be like every single day where you're like never hanging out with your kid, but it's two days a week, maybe that like mom has this hobby or activity or thing that she's doing, or dad, and then the child is doing their thing. And I think it's okay to break that cultural mold a little bit to be like, I'm going to do my thing. You're going to do your thing. And we're going to all meet back here when it's done. I love that idea, Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a huge opportunity for us to take better care of ourselves and just for our spirit, you know, whatever that can be, the exercise or a hobby or reading or whatever that might be. I think that's the first thing to go when we, you know, often become parents is everything else goes. It's like everything non-essential or that feels non-essential goes in sacrifice of, of the kids. And it's good. It's healthy for kids to see that mommy's so much happier when she comes back from doing yoga, you know, or whatever it might be that feeds you. So I love that idea and think that there is this way that it can feel really good too in for both people, both the person who's getting that couple hours back and gets to go take care of themselves and the person who's helping out. You know, it feels really good to help other people. I listened to one of the co-founders of Airbnb talk, and he was saying how the sharing economy is a transaction with the promise of human connection. And it really stuck. Isn't that lovely? I thought that was such a great way to describe it because you do feel really good when you share something in the real world. And what could feel better than helping another parent out, giving them a couple hours back and your kids, then you get to model how, what it looks like to help somebody else and you know, your kids are more occupied and having more fun in the backseat, potentially, it just ends up being a real win for everybody. Totally. I think that that kind of modeling is really powerful, too. Like, as we start breaking this cultural mold a little bit, and as we say, like, okay, we're going to take off our busy badges, and we're going to share our resources, and we're going to all participate in different ways to be helpful, like, what is that modeling to the kids is it's modeling some really, really positive skills and really positive behaviors in terms of being involved and invested in your community in terms of like on some days you're the receiving person of a benefit and on other days you're the giving person that like today I'm driving everyone and tomorrow I'm going to yoga or I'm going to do whatever and someone else is driving everyone and I think that that's really great and I think that there's definitely models of carpooling on a very small scale where, you know, people in neighborhoods might partner together. And this was very true in my high school. There was a lot of people from further away neighborhoods where, you know, two or three families would like band together to form carpools. But I love that this is a more extended network of that because it does provide more opportunities. It provides 
opportunities for us to be more connected to our community and it provides more opportunities for people to be giving and also for receiving as well. So it's like mm-hmm. win, 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 like everyone's winning, <laughs> um, which is, which is really nice. And I think really powerful. Yeah. Tell us I about, I want to know where Pogo is because now that we've told everyone about how wonderful this is and how they're going to have all this free time now, tell us a little bit about how people can access Pogo, where we can find it, where you are currently serving people. Sure. So we're a mobile app that's in both iTunes and available for Android in the Google Play Store. So anyone really can download it because we're trying to get this kind of ride sharing marketplace going it's really important that we get some geographic density of people Mm -hmm. so anybody can download it that you know has access to an iphone or an android phone and use it to coordinate their existing carpool so like you were just saying sarah a lot of people have that kind of carpool network of two or three or four families that regularly share rides and so pogo can be used to you know again coordinate who's driving and where everyone needs to go and which kids are going to be in the car that day so that's available for anyone we are launching the community rides piece which is the ability to list your routes where you go frequently and then have other parents connect with you associated with that we have kind of a $5 contribution towards gas and expenses which is meant to kind of break a little bit that notion that there always has to be perfect reciprocity in parent-to-parent relationships because we know that sometimes parents can't drive. They're not in a position. To, I've talked to a lot of single parents or parents where both parents work outside the home and in jobs that just don't enable them to do a lot of the driving. And so being able to pitch in some money for gas feels really good to be able to yeah. do that. Always perfectly equal. Right. So that marketplace, we're really starting in Seattle and specifically in the north end of Seattle. So, you know, people will be able to, in a couple of weeks, see that availability to find a ride. But until we have a big density of people in a broader area, right. and not find a connection. Okay. So I guess the more or the shorter way of saying that, Sarah, is anyone can download and use it. As we grow, there'll be more availability of connections. Right. right now, we're really focused on kind of getting the North Seattle neighborhood up and running with as many parents as possible to try to get as many matches as we can. Yeah. Well, I know when I met with Julia last week, she was showing me like she had, and I'm assuming she initiated this, but like her child's whole first grade class, I think was on Pogo. I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure it was voluntary, but it was the majority of the class. So you can currently use it if you're in a carpool network, or you can also go to a bigger group and say, you know, to the class list or the sports team or whatever and say like, Hey guys, how about we all hop on here and then we can all be helping each other out. So for anyone who's a little bit of a community leader. That's like a great role for them to be able to play to kind of spearhead the putting people in the network together. I want to switch gears a little bit, Melissa, and go back to the motherhood piece to some extent. Although I get the sense and I'm like this too, that you can't always totally like separate motherhood or personal life and professional life. So this might incorporate a little bit of both, but I'd love to know what are your biggest challenges as a mom? So my biggest challenges as a mom, I think, are patience and not having the same kind of quiet that I had before. (laughs) So while I love to be around people, I am an introvert, and then I get my energy from kind of quiet time. And my house has a lot of energy in it. So I've had to really, I'm learning still how to embrace all of that energy of two really active boys and have the patience. There doesn't have to be an agenda. And so now 
we've really tried to dial that back, but that's been something that was hard for me in the beginning that I'm constantly kind of learning, which is how to let go of that family time a little bit in terms of having a lot of structure around it mm-hmm. and just kind of go with the flow. I love that. I agree. That it's hard. It, it is. No, it <laughs> totally is. It is very challenging. And tell us in what ways are you a shameless mom? So I do say no quite a bit. I don't do much on social media. I just sort of own this particular time in my life is really about this business that I'm trying to build that has huge impact for people and about my family and my dear friends. And so, you know, there are a lot of things I wish that I was doing that I'm just not doing right now. And that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. I think for me, it means just really being forthright about where my priorities are right now and not apologizing for it. Oh my gosh. I love the not apologizing piece. We need a lot more of not it's apologizing. Hard for not to apologize. I've totally, I've actually heard people say to other people, like, I'm sorry, I'm just not, like, I'm not on Facebook that much. I'm like, please never apologize for not spending time on social media. And I say that as someone who spends an excessive amount of time on social media. I don't ever want someone to apologize for, again, back to that idea of yes and no. Like, no one needs to apologize for the things that they're saying yes to or the thing that they're saying no to, because hopefully that's coming from a place of consciousness around what you're saying yes and no to. So I really, really love that. Tell us about the legacy you're building and how does being shameless play into your legacy? So just really doing something that I love, you know, caring about what I do every day and sharing what's hard about that. So right now we're raising a round of funding, which is a new experience for me. I've raised money for nonprofits before, but never for my own startup. And so I'm learning a lot about that and trying to just be really transparent with my son who's five. It's pretty cute. I mean, we had a conversation at the breakfast table just a couple days ago and I was sharing, you know, mama's been, you know, I've been going to New York and me how hard I've had. Mama's had quite a few people say no to her and, you know, she cares about what she's doing and she's working really hard at it. And sometimes people still say no. And it was so cute. He thought for a minute and he was like, you know, mama, I think I can help. And he goes, I'm going to give you $2 and one cent. And he went and got his baseball piggy bank out. (laughs) And he was like, here are seven pieces of money. Um, He doesn't know how to count money yet. So it's like, here are seven pieces of money. Um, So so it was just really sweet. And I thought, you know, I thought to myself, this is good. It's good for my kid to see that I always work out exactly as you want and to share some of the parts that are hard about that. And I hope that my kids, you know, not even in the far term, but as they get farther along in school and they're trying things and they're failing and that they'll see that, you know, kind of have a model for what it looks like to work really hard at something to look great and sometimes not have it work out as you want it to. I love that. I am conscious of what I tell Vinny about my work as well. When I say like, I have to go do things at the gym when I have to go work at the gym or I'll say, no, I'm doing things for the shameless moms right now. And like, it's not just like mom's going to work. I try to be somewhat descriptive so that he has a sense of like, these are the things that mom is building and these are the people that mom is helping. And so that he has some level of awareness around that because I want him to know that like, that's what my work is and that's what it entails. So I love that you're including your sons in that as you go as well. So we are going to go into our shameless mommy minute. And before we do that, though, I want you to tell us where we can find you and learn more about Pogo. So I know through the app, we can find it on for Android and Apple. Is that correct? That's right. Yep. You can find it by searching Pogo Rides. Okay. And the rides piece is really important because there's a big gaming company. So we don't oh. always shop. So Pogo Rides okay. and then we're PogoRides.com as well. Okay. Let me note that here. So Pogo Rides for the app and then 
pogorides.com. And I will have those all linked up in the show notes. So for those of you tuning in, you can go over to shamelessmom.com to find links for either of those. But just know if you don't make it to the show notes, Pogo is P-O-G-O. So Pogo Rides or pogorides.com. Shameless Mommy Minute, lightning round. Here we go. What is your favorite way to treat yourself? Every other week I get a massage. <gasps> nice. I love it. Current book that you're reading or the last one you read? Alice Munro, Too Much Happiness. Ooh, is that fiction or nonfiction? Oh, it's um, fiction. Okay. I love the title. Short stories. Okay, nice. What is one morning ritual you can't live without? Coffee and whipping cream, hands down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Who is your biggest inspiration? My great grandma. She lived till she was 102. <gasps> oh, amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. If you could give, incredible. Oh, she had to have been. That's so cool. If you can give all moms one superpower, what would it be and why? I love this question. By the way, Sarah, this is amazing. <laughs> I would give all moms the ability to pause life at any point in the day and have two hours that nobody knew about that <laughs> they can do something just for themselves. I love like, it. Secret, secret time. Two hours. Yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy. I know you have funds to raise. So I really appreciate you coming in and spending some time here sharing the philosophy around what you're doing and sharing really your shameless. I mean, this is your, totally your shameless mission. Like you left your corporate job to build something that is just really amazing and empowering to moms and to families. And I really admire you for that. So thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a joy. And I really admire what you're doing for the thousands of women and men, I'm sure, who tune in to Shameless Mom. There's so much that we can learn and so many important wisdoms that you're imparting. So thanks for doing your work too. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much for spending time with Melissa and I today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited about what Melissa is doing. I love that she's doing work that is in line with her goals and aspirations as a parent, but also as a businesswoman. I think that's so cool. I love to see that happening. But I also love the way she is really involved in making communities click a little bit better. And I also know that at some point I'm going to be victim to this crazy like extracurricular carpool school schedule that right now we walk across the street to take Vinny to school. Like my carpool duties are extremely minimal, but I know that's going to evolve and change over time. And I'm really excited to see some of the great resources out there. And I think Pogo Rides is a really excellent one. So any links mentioned in today's show can be found if you go to shamelessmom.com, click on episode 122. You can also subscribe to our show. So if this is your first time listening, we do produce new shows every Monday and Wednesday. So we would love to have you join us again in the Shameless Mom Academy. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, which will drop you right into our iTunes store where you can subscribe to our show for free and have immediate access to all new episodes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for spending time with us in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I hope you learned something new. I hope you were a little bit inspired and I hope that no matter what you do today, you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners 
on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.